advocate for those who need support and make a difference in your community. Earn a Bachelor of Social Work from Grand Canyon University. GCU is a premier private Christian university offering online social work programs with affordable tuition and personalized support. In addition, you can earn your Master of Social Work by completing the Bachelor of Social Work plus just one additional year instead of two. Find your purpose. Visit gcu.edu slash social work to learn more. Wendy's homestyle French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. You don't have to be positive all the time. It's perfectly okay to feel sad, angry, annoyed, frustrated, scared, and anxious. Having feelings doesn't make you a negative person. It doesn't even make you weak. It makes you human. And we are here to talk through it all. We welcome you to These Fucking Feelings Podcast. A safe space for all who needs it. Grab a drink and take a seat. The session begins now. What's up, guys? Welcome to These Fucking Feelings Podcast. I am Christian. And I am B. Moore. And I am also here to introduce Dana Pereira. Nailed it. Crushed it. I had to make sure. I was like, God, please. Oh, please let me say this right. And you know what? And I said too, I said, oh, I hate to say this, but you have to introduce her because I'm dyslexic and I'm going to mess that up. (laughs) It's really funny because I do the same thing. Right. And it's all, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Wait. Put the put the right. Okay. Right there. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, we're really actually, sorry, guys, because <clears throat> Dana's in her season four of her podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. it's that Trophy Wife Life. Yeah. It's a comedy and self-improvement podcast. It is. Yeah. We're laughing our way through those life's imperfections because, I mean, let's face it, we're all a little fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> How they do the can't, church, can't. the little, the little wave. <laughs> I don't got no rhythm, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's really true. But I want to know is. about the name. Mm-hmm. So the name came about because I was pretty much I like making fun of myself all the time. And it actually came about on Twitter first. So I started doing these like little videos where, you know, like fucking looking at the wrinkles on my fucking face in the mirror or, you know, like looking at, you know, finding a bottle under the couch that has been there for eight months. And I like open it up and I'm like, well, that's cheese, you know, like stuff like that. And so um, Mm -hmm. I would end them with, you know, well, just living that trophy wife life. (laughs) And then it kind of (laughs) spun out from there. But the funny thing is people didn't get the joke, right? Right. Like they were like, oh, you think you're a trophy wife? And I'm like, yeah, clearly you didn't (laughs) see anything that I said. You didn't look at anything. You didn't. I'm, I'm very clearly joking. Unless you're a person that looked at me once and immediately judged. Right, definitely. Right, right, right. And it's funny because I was watching a video that you did uh, with your husband and he was talking about how, like, none of the school moms like you because of your looks. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, it's very interesting. Like, even... 
men will step away from me. Like, they don't want to be caught talking to me too long. (laughs) My son's baseball coach three years ago. I honestly go through the same thing. Yeah. I go through the same. Men don't want to be caught talking to me for too long either. Yeah. (laughs) So, my son's baseball coach, we were, like, sitting down to have a meeting, right? We were on a fucking bench, like, at the base, like, the bleachers. (laughs) I sat down, and he sat down on the grass, like, six feet away. And I was like, are you, get up and sit on the bench. You know, like, I was so (laughs) irritated, because again, people, I had my kids very young. I was 23 and 24 when my oldest two were born. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for their age, I was a young mom. And that was something that I've always had to deal with because, you know, uh, typically people waited a little longer than I did, you know, to, to have kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, w- I was just thinking, I said, oh, my God. So is this going to go into my next question? And you got to forgive me because my brain works brain. really, really weird. My <laughs> brain works really, really weird. So I might ask you a question that you we kind of talked about, but I skipped it because I thought of another question. Yeah, yeah, so no worries. Go for I'm it. Scatterbrain. But I was going to say something horrible because you said you had your kids young at 23, 24. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, young? All the people I know had I them at 14. I never really think that was young. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I'm like, I, I wouldn't. Okay. So, yes, I, would, I wouldn't exactly say 14, Look, my, but I would say like 19, 20. Yeah. Yeah, I was, really? Um, I was twenty. Yeah, I was twenty-seven when I had my first. So yeah, yeah. It, she's about to be forty-two. Just to put that out there. Yeah. Next yeah. month, yeah, I'll be forty. <laughs> Thanks for that, but, Christian, for the reminder. Yeah, no problem. Hey, forty's yeah. great. You know what's great about forty is that you fucking like yourself now. It's a whole big de- or or you're getting there. You know, it's a right. different mm-hmm. world than in my 20s or in my early 30s. Like I actually have grown into a person that I really fucking like and I make no apologies for anything anymore. Right. I'm like, "Yo, I don't want to come to your kid's birthday party because I'm fucking tired." So, I'll send a present, but I'm not coming. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. You know what yes. I went through? I turned forty in January, actually. So we're we're like the forty club. Oh, hey. kind of cool. <laughs> but um, I went through the phase where it's like I didn't want to talk to anybody that I knew was gonna be negative. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you want to complain, like I avoided talking yep. to like one of my best friends because I knew oh, she's gonna be mad at me. But I knew that she was gonna talk about her boyfriend, and it's like <laughs> get rid of his ass already. Like we too old for this. Right. So yeah. I've been ducking her now, and if thought about, I thought about it today, and I was like, "Yo, I haven't talked to her in two weeks." And I mean, I've thirty years of friendship. Yeah, it's been thirty years of friendship, and it's and just I'm at the like, point where it's like, "Oh, I need you to move on." And it's like that with anybody. It's like as soon as I hit forty, so we can all it's be like happy, I, right? It's like I switched it off. I don't have if I don't. How am I stressed? And I got a stress-free life. <laughs> well, you know, I mm-hmm. did the exact same thing. I have a girlfriend that I've been friends with forever. Um. We lost touch for quite a while because she was going through some bullshit that I finally put my foot down and refused to stand by and watch. And then Mm -hmm. after she got rid of that bullshit, I started to allow her to kind of tiptoe back into my life. Mm -hmm. But something that I've recognized is it's very hard to talk to her because I want to vibrate up here. Right. And I've noticed a lot that whenever I speak with her, I end up down here. 
And mm-hmm. it's it's really hard. Like I just I I have a hard time separating myself from that. Right. And right. so with her, she does a lot of like, Ugh, well, I mean, you and I came from the same place and look at you and then look at me and I'm doing this and I'm so bad and my life sucks and then look at you and I'm like, yeah, because I made fucking choices, bro. You can do the same thing. (laughs) So I just kind of, I really had to limit my time with her. Like I called her yesterday, but I knew that I had 10 minutes to be on the phone. So the first thing I said when I got on was, hey, I have somewhere to be in 10 minutes, but we can catch up real quick. <laughs> you know, like I have to take the initiative to... Look, yeah. I'm writing down and notes. And create that boundary. That way, you know, listen, this is all the time that I want to spend on this conversation. I'm not getting caught up in too much else. Yeah, you got to have your escape plan. Yes. Right. Conversations yeah. for all And that. that's my yeah. problem. I don't have a... Well, I don't like to lie, so it's like I can't invent an escape plan. So well, because just I can't call do her that. when you're on the way to the doctor or right. you're yeah. pulling up to the grocery store or whatever. Be like, oh, I just wanted to give a quick shout. Hey, how you doing? How are right. things? Everything's mm-hmm. cool? Great. Yo, I need eggs. I, You know, like... Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Talk to you later. Yeah. So I'm, I'm about to put this gas in the car real quick. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. So look, I realized mm-hmm. I never got around to ask you the question. So okay. you do comedy. I do. And I was thinking about how bad my joke is probably to some people. Well, it really wasn't a joke. It was true. I know a lot of people had babies at 14. But people could be like, oh, that was classless a little bit. Nah. What do you think about this cancer culture that's going on right now? You know, it's hard because uh, I do think that there's a lot of things that should be fucking canceled. However... I think with cancel culture, we aren't allowing people to learn and grow. And I think that that is a bigger problem. Like, I think it's okay to call people out when, like, what they're doing or saying is no longer aligned with how our future should be. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that we should, instead of being like, you're a terrible person and you should never be allowed to be on TV again or on the radio again or on this again or Mm -hmm. come to my house again or whatever, I think that we should be adapting more of a learning technique right. I yeah. guess and yeah. and teaching or yeah. explaining like, yeah because and have uh, compassion for people because you know they people go through things at certain times in their life and this is you know what they might have said or did or felt in that particular part of their life and right. now that they're older and time has gone and circumstances have changed that they're different you know they may not always feel that way and then it's like eh, you out the door fuck what you got right. to say yeah you know? and you know like <laughs> as you learn and grow you know giving people like I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago nobody right. is mm-hmm. and I don't believe the same things that I believed 10 years Definitely. ago so if somebody came to me and said you're a hypocrite because you mm-hmm. don't have the same stance on this that you had a decade ago I'm like, well, you know, I've learned and grown since then. And I had the opportunity to change my mind. I am allowed to change my mind with new information, (laughs) you know? Right. And that's what it is. And I mean, I feel like people just don't know any better either. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. if I'm never taught, Mm -hmm. if I never experienced this situation, or if my whole life it was funny because my grandparents joked about this and things were different at that time, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like if I don't know any better, it's like you said, let me learn that lesson. Now, if I continue to do it, maybe I have an issue. 
It, then there's a problem, time. for sure. But if I just smack you one time on the Oscars, <laughs> I'm good. It was just one time. <laughs> you know, and, and <laughs> so it's, ah, I come from a place where I don't get easily offended. And right. because right. of the way that I grew up, you know, like my friends were always like fake humping each other and smacking each other on the ass. <laughs> and, you know, doing uh-huh. it. And so that was like kind of the way that I learned <clears throat> to show love to people. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. so... Sometimes, uh, like I realized the other day, one of my guy friends in improv, um, I had been gone for two weeks and I came back and he walked in and he was like, Dana! And then he stopped and he went, can I give you a hug? And I was like, yeah, you son of a bitch, get in here, you know? (laughs) But people are stopping to ask now, like, is this okay? Are you comfortable with this interaction? I'm still learning that. Honestly, people should have been fucking asking those questions a long time ago. Like, I don't always just like for somebody to roll up on me from the street and I don't know where the fuck you been and then you all up in my space and I'm like, okay, but wait. Yes. Yeah. And and so that's, that's, and it's funny because that's something that I still learn. I, there's a kid in my improv class. I call him a kid because he's 23. Um, And he's like that. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like people up in his space. And Mm -hmm. I just like jumped on him and hugged him one day. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you don't like that. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know, but I just Look. thought of a great invention. We need to invent some kind of holograph that goes over people that tells their likes and dislikes. So mm. when you walk up to them, mm-hmm. you right. already know, okay, right. I'm going to give you a high five. Yeah. Even now, you know. shaking hands is like inappropriate because of COVID. Right. Uh-huh. So COVID has sh- changed to shaking hands. So it's, it's like, like elbow bumps now. Right. Yeah. And it's like, how can it's, you do it, that firm? How can I tell what kind of person you are from an elbow bump? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, Dana, it's funny that you say that because I'm that. I was that no I am I am that person at work right where everybody knows like you know they get kind of excited about things and want to hug and shit and they be like wait can I can I hug you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's permission nowadays but but these people know that like I don't like for you to be in my shit so you know yeah. And see, I'm the opposite. Everybody just hugs me, and they want you know if they need a hug, they come to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm I'm that person too. I'm just I'm a hugger. I don't know why. You know, maybe I didn't get enough of them as a kid or something. But I'm, I'm like, give me all the hugs. And see, I'm, even though we I'm, all have I'm that one person that we hug just with certain eye. people. Yeah. See, I have certain people that I'm mm-hmm. okay with hugging and then yeah. I have you know because some people like even at work like there's I'll instantly go to them like hey and give them a hug and shit but then there's others that I'm like and then and then yeah. they be like I didn't get that kind of greeting I'm sorry yeah. I don't fuck with you like that <laughs> and so dragon like, breath okay, we'll Dan you it. stay all the way over there okay right. <laughs> but see now with her saying that I'm a little offended because I'm the person that she always forgets to hug you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll see each other, and then an hour later, she'd be like, I didn't get a hug. <laughs> but that that just means that we're so comfortable with being in each other's spaces that we don't have to hug instantly. Oh, yeah. is that what they mean? <laughs> That's what it means now. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> right. That's what so, it means um, now. <laughs> right. So what made you uh, get into the self-improvement aspect of um, the podcasting and wanting to put that out there? Yeah, so I've I've been on a quest for self-improvement for, you know, a decade now. I was a very miserable person, if I'm being honest. I was angry. I was bitter. I 
drank too much. I, you know, judged people so fucking harshly. I did all of these things and I, they never made me feel good. I always felt real shitty afterwards. If I, and I would lose my temper. Oh my God, I was the worst. I, I grew up in a house where love was dramatic. My parents, my mom and my stepdad, when they got into fights, it was like they threw shit at each other. They called each other names. They went for the jugular. Like right. it was like, how can I be the person that hurts you the most because you upset right. me? And that's right. what I grew up watching. So as a kid and you grow up with that, then you have your first boyfriend and your second boyfriend and your third boyfriend and mm -hmm. you're very insecure. And that's how I fought. I would be like, you upset me. If you upset me emotionally, I wanted to like show it physically. And I didn't like beat people or anything, but I would throw mm -hmm. things. And I never, like I knew it wasn't okay, but I never really understood how not okay it was and that that made me abusive. And it took, I don't even know what happened. I think I threw a bottle of wine against the wall and I was had it this, uh, it was a full bottle of oh, wine. Wow. I had an angry reaction to my now husband. Okay. Um, I threw this bottle of wine against the wall and it shattered everywhere and the wine just stained the entire wall going down the hallway. And wine doesn't come out of walls, it you know? The wine doesn't come out of anything. Yes. <laughs> you just gotta paint over that bitch. <laughs> so my son was sleeping at the time and he came out of the bedroom and saw this like wine stained wall and was like, what? happened right. and I'm like oh I get to tell my kid that I lost my temper and threw a right. bottle of wine against the wall and then it was a constant reminder because we ended up remodeling our house but it was a constant reminder that I did that because yep. right. it was on the wall yeah. for like six fucking mm -hmm. months and that <laughs> felt awful you know and so um, yeah. a lot of self-help books therapy uh, my husband was also a person that needed to go through therapy and self-help and okay. stuff like that. And so we both kind of looked at each other one day and said, like, are, are we done? Right. This feels real bad. Like, are we ready to move on from this? And yeah. we just decided then, like, okay, it's time to put in the work. And we started about 10 years ago. And I couldn't be more proud of the person that I have become, of the person that he has become, of our relationship together. We no longer throw things at each other. Now, if I look at him and I say, you are making me so angry, I need space. He's like, yep, gone. You know, like, <laughs> here is your space. You know, and, and he needs it too. He'll tell me, I need to process this because I will process in a couple of hours. He takes a solid 24 hours to process something. Oh, wow. And so he'll be yeah. like, you know, I, I hate it when he needs to sleep on something because I want to hash it out right now. Right, you want to get out your system. Mm. Yep. And then he's like, yep. he needs to sleep on it. So 
I have to allow him to have his process just like he has to allow me. If we want to be in a relationship together successfully, we need to allow each other to process things and go through things the way that our brain requires us to. Right. And you know, it's a big lesson that I've learned over time. That's why I say I love being 40 now because fuck 30, I was a bitch at 30, you know? And I'm just thinking that what a tough conversation that had to be for you guys to have, like. Yeah, Uh, we have a lot of tough conversations. I mean, over the span of, we've been together 12 years now. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I can say about my husband is, and for myself, when we come to each other and say, I have a problem with this, my husband is always like, how do we fix it? What do I do? He is always open to hearing my reasons why something might bother me. He's always open to, okay, how can I you know, make changes to this so that it doesn't happen again in the future? But I'm also not ridiculous with anything that I, if I'm upset about something, like it's something that is, it's a good reason that I'm upset. I'm very good at letting things go now. I had a conversation with my husband the other day. I'm a big gesture kind of person. Like that's my love language. I like big gestures. My husband is not a big gesture kind of dude. And uh, it was my 40th birthday. And before my 40th birthday, I said to him like, hey, I know that you're not a big gesture kind of person, but I need a big gesture for my 40th birthday. Like I want Mm -hmm. something that is going to make me feel really fucking special. Like that's what I want. And uh, I didn't get one. I didn't get, and like he took, now let me, he took me on a very nice vacation, but I planned that vacation. I did the plane tickets, I got the Airbnb, I did the reservations, I did all of the stuff that, you know, all of the activities that our family did. I planned that vacation. So I was expecting something extra from him and I Uh didn't get it and I was a little bummed out about it, you know, and so... I was hopeful a little bit. I was uh, hopeful. I was hope because you told him. So I, I was told like, him uh, very specifically. He, he, look, he didn't understand what that meant, though. What is what does that mean exactly? Because you know, men stupid like that. Sometimes they don't understand, and yeah, it's like, oh well, yeah, we can go on vacation, but then I have to plan out all the little details and shit. It's like I didn't want to have to do all that. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So we get home from the vacation and I tell him like, you know, it it was like a few days after we got home and I was like, honey, I'm a little bummed, you know, like I really wanted to see like a big, I mean, you could have upgraded me to first class or, you know, like (laughs) told the fucking luau people it was my birthday, like anything, you know, like, (laughs) and 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 those things are kind of simple. So it's like, exactly. And I said, and you did nothing, you know, and I was, I was kind of bummed out about that. And he goes, (laughs) he goes, honey, I panicked because you're an easy person to disappoint. And I was like, so you did nothing? Like, <laughs> you could have tried was, that was something. It's like, something. so he met your expectations? Like, something. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and he was like, all right, man. Like, I really shit the bed on that one. And I was like, yeah, he did. <laughs> you know? So that, that Definitely. I told him, the month's not over. You know, like, you can still 
do something. There's still time to salvage this. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, definitely definitely keep this posted. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make sure I check in a month from today. Yes. Did he do something special? And if he don't, we're going to come back and talk about it. (laughs) Right. Look, so speaking of that, Christian, I would like... A big gesture for my 40th birthday. You know, and, and you know what? Okay, so they know me. Look, because you know right. I ain't got look. So because you know I ain't got nobody else. You all I got. Her birthday is uh, next month. Mm-hmm. Less than 30 days away. You see what you did to me? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you just heard. It doesn't take much. It's just it a gesture. It, <laughs> well, I'm gonna upgrade you to first class. <laughs> yeah. But you you gotta plan the trip. But I'm gonna upgrade. Uh-uh, we you. just talked about that. We just talked and, about that. I don't want to play. And I'm gonna tell the people on Applebee's that just, it's your birthday. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-uh, not Applebee's. Happy, happy Hold birthday. <laughs> bigger, bigger gesture. But can that bigger be Olive Garden or Red Lobster? I mean, shit. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. They, uh, uh, hold up, though. Hold up, because they don't sing at those places no more. They just bring you a cupcake. We need to go a place where they're going to be like, yee-haw. Okay, it's mariachi band, birthday. Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Bam. And Mexican <laughs> is cheap. We could, I could, I'll even pay for dinner. Oh, you're you're <laughs> really digging yourself a hole here. Yeah, 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 he ain't shit for real. I know. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Which kind of goes into my next thing because I, I, I was just thinking about um, you and your husband and having these conversations and things like that. And I always go to... So one thing about this podcast, we kind of talked about it a little bit last episode, is that this year we decided to focus on mental health. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking all this free therapy yeah. and I'm putting it to work. Mm-hmm. Okay, Because uh-huh. I figured instead of paying that $80 copay to go see a therapist, mm-hmm. we just start a podcast, invite specialists on, <laughs> people who things work for, and ask them questions. And then you, you learn know? and grow. <laughs> Right, and, and I ain't got to pay the eight dollar copay. And, and if I do this right, I might make some money too. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So, there you go. With that said, I have like in my whole life have never been in like a real serious relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have been in one now, maybe the last six months, but it's kind of long distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's getting to the point where now is like coming to an end, and I'm thinking like, can I live with somebody? Like, I'm 40 years old. Can I sit down and have, like, a conversation with people about, like, I want a big gesture? Like, I just want you to leave me alone. I don't know what I'm going to do. But you know what? (laughs) I feel like there's... So, it's like uh, being comfortable with who you are, you know? Like, if you're like, I'm not the kind of person that wants to live with somebody, fuck the world. That's okay. You're allowed to be that kind of a person. And, you know, like, for me... I am not the kind of person that wants to volunteer at my kid's school. Sorry, don't want to. Don't want to deal with those parents. Don't want to fucking feel guilty about it. You know, and and I have just come to terms. I am that person. I will not put myself in the situation that is going to make me feel bad. And I don't like other people's children that much. (gasps) Me too. Oh my God. Mm -mm. I am the... Mm-mm. I'm so bad at that. I, like I'm nice. I have to a children. story, but I'm scared to say it because I don't want her to be offended. But and it's let like me you tell never you. know who's watching. Yeah, I know. Because I think I just lost like... my best friend. But <laughs> <laughs> we're just burning bridges everywhere today. You know, like I, I honestly sometimes don't want to go to this person's house because I know her child is going to get on my nerves. Yeah, and I am like. 
God mm-hmm. damn, what do I do? What do I do? Look, it's did like, you see me real I quick? I'm like, whose house you. does she go to? <laughs> You're like you going remember? through your Rolodex in Rolodex, your brain. And I'm like, well, because first yeah, cause of all. Yeah, because he know I don't go to nobody's house. He know I ain't got no, yeah. He know I don't, I don't fuck with people like all, that to go to their house. She don't want shit. nobody in her house. and But then she don't want to go to nobody's house either. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. Nope. I want to have an out-of-house experience in my own house so I don't have to go nowhere. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I am the exact same way. My husband and I looked at each other one day and we were like, you know, we really enjoy sitting on our fucking couch, drinking wine, not having to, you know, deal with people's bullshit. My husband was talking right. about a trip to Vegas he took. And, you know, because I was invited on a girl's trip and I can't make it. But I was like, I'm not that bummed because I don't like dealing with all of those fucking personalities. All of these people that take, you know, seven hours. They can't decide on a restaurant. Like, where are we going to go? Then we have to, like, make reservations for all these. Uh, No. Uh. Applebee's. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That's how that's how I felt, because when. So I took a like a seven day trip to Dubai, but it was like one of my long term girlfriends that invited me. But I knew it was going to be a whole bunch of people there that I was like, man, I hate dealing with people because everybody has different personalities. You know, Mm -hmm. they treat, you know, they are outside different. I was very uh, worried, but luckily it was kind of like an older crowd. Like me and her, I mean, we're almost 40. We were the younger, younger ones. So it was cool. It was smooth and it was easy, but God knows I was, I was worried. I was very worried. Yeah. I went on a girl's trip with some of my best closest friends and one girl out of the four, was there four of us there, I think, was not drama. The other two, fucking mm. drama. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I know you bitches. I see you all the time. <laughs> and I couldn't even, ha- I was like, fuck you guys. Me and this other girl were like, okay, bye. Like, you you guys go ahead over here and cry into your fucking whiskey. And we're going to go over oh. here and have some fun. Right. <laughs> Exactly. I you will separate myself from the whole crowd if I need to. Like, I yeah. ain't got a problem with that at all. And it was crazy because you talk about girls trip. And I was thinking, like, I, I want to go on a girls trip one time just to witness. I feel like women would be, like, so much fun. And then it was like, as you finish your statement, it's like, erase that <laughs> erase that thought. Yeah. It's I'm drama. Good. It's so much drama. You have to really, mm-hmm. like, pick the people that you're surrounding yourself with like the energy Mm -hmm. that they give my two best friends are the most low maintenance fucking relationships I have you know like my girlfriend Drew she I just saw her yesterday I haven't seen her in since October and Mm. you know we text a couple of times but she was you know uh, across the the country at one point and she was here and she was there Mm -hmm. and it was like uh, yo see you when I see you we'll catch up when we catch up I love her so much the the fact that she's so low maintenance makes her one of my best friends right (laughs) right right those ones that you know are just kind of chill and go with the flow like all right, some crazy shit might happen but Okay, we in this together, we gonna get through it, and then that's the end of it, and it's not a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of drama and shit like that. Those are the people I be gravitating to, too. Yes. Look, when, you, when you can say everything without saying anything. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no exactly. judgment. She doesn't give a shit. Like, I can tell her the worst part of me, and she's like, shit, me too. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I like, like about well. her. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I think 
that maybe that has a lot to do too with you like saying you're comfortable with who you are too so it's like it's not only who she is it's kind of who you are in a way too it's like you're comfortable mm-hmm. enough to say that to her and she's uh-huh. comfortable enough mm-hmm. to receive it yeah you know because you yep. know being be more and i kind of have those conversations all the time like i, I ain't no shit i ain't nothing I'm a, yeah look i'm an asshole yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I knew it, but yeah. I just wanted to tell you. Yeah. But as long as you yeah, own it, you know, like you, you, you know what, you ain't shit. Yeah, <laughs> you, ain't you can't shit. like pretend like you're not what you are. You know, like those right. are the people that you're like, okay, mm, no, I gotta stay away from you because if you're like trying to pretend like you're the mm-hmm. best person on earth and you're so good and da da da, right. and then you're an asshole. Those are the people you stay yeah. away from. But the ones that are like, yep. yo, listen, sometimes I'm a dick. You know, you're like, okay, right. yeah, I get that. <laughs> but it was funny because earlier when you were talking, you was like, I was such a bad person because I judged people and I did this. And I was like, dang, I do all that now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I must be fucked up for real. Well, it depends on how you're judging them. So if you are, I was outwardly judging like two other people. I was gossiping and judging, right. you know, and stuff like that. And now I tell my husband, I'm like, you're the only person that I can like gossip with you know like Mm he's my safety net of gossiping Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know what to me i feel like it's really not judgment it's just it's like an opinion it's Mm -hmm. just sometimes people don't know how to take my opinion Mm -hmm. you know yeah because it's like everybody's concept of right or wrong is different so do you allow people to have their opinions too so like my co-host on the dirty little secrets club him and I do not see eye to eye on most things. Like, there, But he'll say his part, and I'll go, eh, I disagree. This is why I disagree. And he'll go, eh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really see it that way. And we're like, okay, moving on. And move on. You know? And move on. Why is she describing on? us? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, exactly. that's us. Because I'm quick to be yeah. like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then B-boy is like, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Yeah, that's <laughs> my just line. That's my line. Say that. I was about to that's say, okay, so too. devil's advocate. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying, but you have to be able to like to to see from different perspectives and different angles, and that's exactly. how I think. It's like, well, if this this probably could have happened, and then that's what happened afterwards, or this could have happened, and that probably what happened afterwards. You know what I'm saying? I try to yep. give people. I it's funny when I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, he ain't trying to get the people the benefit right. of the doubt, and it's vice versa. Usually, <laughs> yeah, that's good. You guys are like balancing <laughs> so each other out. Except for every now and then, I was telling her. She has this longtime friend, and he's kind of been a bad friend lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, he commented on one of my pictures, and I saw it, and I'm like, "Don't fucking like my picture! Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Don't be liking my shit. <laughs> Get off my page!" <laughs> right? And, and, because that's to, because that's what I would have said. That would have been right. my reaction. He would. But I had he would have told me. It. He would have said, "Oh, such and such." like my picture and I'm like and I would have said the fuck he liking your picture for yeah. and so it's like we used to skip that first part went straight because in because it's so funny yep. because I had that moment that after I said it I thought about it and I was like I don't have no issue with him yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't have no issue with him why yeah. What? But no, you know, my as soon as I saw his name, my first reaction is the fuck like my picture. Like I'm about to block your ass. Like Yep, yep. Been there. Okay. So now, but I kinda feel bad though, because 
Dirty little secrets. I didn't even know about this. I feel like I didn't do my proper research. Oh, yeah. So I have another podcast. It's called the Dirty Little Secrets Club. And we have a website where people go to anonymously submit their dirty little secrets. And then my co-host and I talk about them on the show and we get some I mean it's all it's a little raunchy over there sometimes you know like we get some okay pretty crazy shit I've been wondering so I've been okay I I put auditory connections together if that makes sense and I was hearing your voice because I was watching um a few of the other um the trophy wife episodes Mm -hmm. and and I was just listening I was like her voice sounds like I've heard it before how could I have heard this voice before? It, and it's just like, it's not, your voice sounded so familiar. And now that you say that, I remember seeing something somewhere, don't remember when, about a dirty little secret. And I remember, uh, now that it makes sense, I was like, okay, so that's, I heard it there. And then that's why I remember your voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I haven't looked Im- into it quite yet, but I remember either somebody told me about it or I saw it come through somewhere and I was like, ooh, that would be a good one. I got some shit. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I, I, look, I can't even imagine the kind of stuff that you guys get. Oh, it's insane. It is in. Uh, it's, it's So I, I just put out a, a reel or a TikTok, whatever it was, I don't even know anymore, um, about, because we're about, we just recorded our 50th episode. Okay, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, so I was like, just like putting out content and the spoiler one that I put out there was a girl who was on OnlyFans, but her little niche on OnlyFans is the dudes pick what she puts inside of her. So like, this one dude asked her to put a banana and strawberries up her vagina, take them out, make a smoothie with it, and then drink it. <laughs> yes. So when people say they're going to drink your bath water, I guess they're really going to drink that bath water. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, wow. and then she goes on okay. and tells a couple more things, but it was yeah. It I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, the crazy part is I'm over here thinking like, what would my dirty little secret be? Like, what did I? What have I ever done that was so off the walls that I would like submit it? And yeah. I couldn't even phantom what like anything close to what you just said. Well, you know, we get like some of them are very mild. Like this one dude on, um one of our episodes I think he accidentally ran over his mom's cat or something and and so he submitted that one uh, we have that's jalapeno pretty hor- that's girl. pretty horrible though because you know so, people be attached to their pets hell yeah hell yeah well he didn't mean to I guess the cat was like sleeping behind a no, tire no, or something yeah. and he backed up over it um, so I mean we go from very mild to like the raunchiest raunchiest raunch you can fucking have like it's it, it's such a fun show for me because it's like I now see the world in such a different way there are so many kinks and fetishes out there right. and oh, they yeah. like breed communities of people yes so- communities yes yeah, well, yeah. I- I'm just going to say, God knew what he did when he made me the way he did. 
Because I would be one of them damn people on OnlyFans. Let me have a body. Like, <laughs> God didn't make me no woman because I would have been a stripper. Like, <laughs> you know, like, he didn't give me a six-pack because I would have been on OnlyFans. Because okay, I'd be that's looking- why he didn't give me no ass because I would have been on that bitch too. <laughs> but, right, no, but seriously, like, these Shaking and clapping, getting, yes, I would. Yeah. Getting rich <laughs> and all I got to do is be naked and all you're going to do is call me a whore, which I'm cool with because I'm rich, bitch. Yeah, hey, you know what? I know a girl who is, um, her name is Whatever Amy. Uh, she's all over uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram and uh, what's the other one? YouTube. She joined OnlyFans. Had a conversation with her boyfriend about it. Like, yo, I was thinking about doing this thing. Is it cool if I do this? He said yes. She made $20,000 yes. in three days. Wow. I know what? this girl. I know this girl that puts whipped cream on her feet. She puts whipped cream on her feet and makes like fifteen hundred dollars a week on OnlyFans. Yeah, and all she, she said all I do is go in the bathtub and put whipped cream on my feet and like rub them together. And I'm like, I might go get me a manicure, cause uh, and shave this hair off. Yeah, a pedicure, but yeah. I yeah. wear whatever. I'm about to make these toes cute. I will paint some red, pink, and blue. Shave off my little hair. Uh huh. Put some whipped cream on them. Mm-hmm. How how do your toes I mean, look? Are they funky or are they cute? Actually, I got no. Cute he feet. has okay. very nice feet. He has very yeah. like nice women, like six feet tall, but wears a size like seven in women's. You know, I mean, it's okay. It's exactly. And I have like the biggest. <laughs> no, I do have like the biggest arch, and my mom is like. You make me sick. Yeah. Because yeah, she, like, she has flat feet and she like, I can't wear yeah. high heels. And here you are. Like, his with, like, arch, an arch is just perfect. ridiculous. That's awesome. Perfect I'm a little jealous like, myself. It's so crazy. Okay. Yeah. Like, All it's right. crazy. Like, he could probably make, like, honestly, he could definitely make some money off his yeah. feet on, like, OnlyFans. I can see don't, it. Don't tell and me I feel that. Like, and yeah. I feel like we should work that out we I really should work think that we out should too. yeah and then and I then you can invite me on your podcast because i became the number one foot model and then report the back and let me know how that goes <laughs> yeah my husband has I'm really nice saying. feet too and that was something because i don't like feet personally like i yeah I, I have nice feet i will say my like my ex used to try and put his feet up on me and i'd be like get those funky ass toes away <laughs> like i hated it but my husband right. whenever i met him he put his feet up on me and i like rubbed his feet and i was like i don't want to fucking gag this is awesome you know like i was yeah, like you might be it the does one depend on the feet yeah. <laughs> you, you know what it is that's cuz you love him yeah okay. well and he takes really good care of like he is always like you know clipping his nails right. and his toes mm-hmm. and like he just he's a he's a manscaper and Okay, he's, okay. He does a good job of, of taking care <laughs> like, of himself. He does, he does well. Yeah. He does well. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I, uh, I was just about to say something and it like completely slipped Scatter my mind. Scatter rain. Right. And I was like, damn, it would have been good too to ask your opinion of it. But I'm going to get back to it. because You'll remember in three minutes. In, in three minutes when we deepen another mm-hmm. conversation. Yep. Um, Squirrel. But, right. So so we got the uh, trophy wife um, life. Mm-hmm podcast and then we got dirty little secrets anything else you got going on i do i have the entertainers network and that i did see i did see okay yeah i I did a little bit of good research it's (laughs) it's a little new right now and i'm still so i i really wanted to help promote uh entertainers from you know all genres of entertainers and so 
I'm about to launch uh, an acting challenge, which I think is going to be really fun. Um, And then we pick winners and we send out awards and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun because these people get to, whoever wins or uh, they get to use it in their media kits. Like, hey, look, I won this acting challenge. I have podcast Mm -hmm. of the week. So every week I put up... Um, a new podcast of the week, you know, and and so mm-hmm. they get a certificate also that they get to okay. put in their media kits, up on their websites, oh, use cool. on their social media and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we do an interview series because it's really important for entertainers when they're starting out to get their name out there. It's really right. important for them to be published. So uh, because the more you show up in internet ser- searches, you know, the better it is for you. So I allow these people an opportunity to do an interview series where they answer some of their questions, they give us some good advice, whatever it may be, and then I publish them and they get to put that link in their media kits. They get to link it on their IMDb page. They, you know, get to help kind of get their name out there a little bit more, get them published a little bit more, get them searchable while they're out Mm -hmm. there. And, you know, hopefully eventually I have some people that end up with blue fucking check marks next to their name because an article that they wrote for me helped to get them in the media and, you know, solidify who they are and what they do to, you know, the powers that be at Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. The people who ain't got no jobs and sit home all day yep. bored, just clicking away. Yeah, just yeah. just we, making we, we reels and TikToks. <laughs> right. Like, we appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Don't work no more. Yeah. Um, I feel like COVID messed it up for people too. Um, like people got those unemployment checks and they just don't want to work now. I think COVID helped a lot of people realize what they don't want to go back to. I think that that was a big thing because, you know, COVID and mental health was, we all recognized like, oh shit, we got some work to do, especially in COVID when you had to sit with your fucking self. You you didn't get a choice. (laughs) There there was no place to run to, to distract you and, and stuff like that, especially in the first few weeks of COVID when, you know, we were all forced to be really, really cautious. And so, you know, you sit with yourself for long enough, you start to really, oh shit, okay, I got some work to do. Right. Uh, and you know, I think COVID allowed people to get really creative with, you know, mm-hmm. how they were going Definitely. to go about making money or, you know, socialize and stuff like that. And I think that a lot of people just recognize that I don't want to go to a corporate job where all I am is a fucking number to them and they don't give a shit if I die of COVID, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> like, So I think that's big. I- it's such are, a, look, it's such a good point. I kind of feel like you checked me a little bit, though. Yeah. I was like, dang, she was kind of... People realize what they don't want to go back to. I'm like, dang, that hurt a little yeah. bit. <laughs> See, that was that judgment I was talking about. Well, I think just because I've had some conversations with a lot of people about how they were at their corporate job and they're waking up and getting on their Zoom calls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just really easy to recognize that it's some people don't give a shit about you and why are you going to waste your time and energy on somebody that says oh employee number eight seven six three two four nine you know like you're like who who the fuck is that no i'm dana Pereira, bitches i am not employee number you know (laughs) right but you know it was such a good point and i mean when you said it it was like 
it resonated with me. So it was like I saw, I, I saw the truth in it and I was like, damn, that mm-hmm. makes a good point. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure also there are some people that got some checks and are like, well, you know, every, there's yeah. always exceptions. There's always people that are taking advantage of the system and stuff like that. Yeah. I personally, like, because I, so I'll take you guys back to when I was a single mom. When I was a single mom, living in a two bedroom <laughs> apartment with my boys all smashed together, um, I had to use food stamps. <clears throat> you know, I had government assistance. I was fucking ashamed that I needed to use government assistance. And for a long time, I didn't. I would eat ramen noodles and I would fucking, you know, like just suck it up because I was so embarrassed to go to the grocery mm-hmm. store and use food stamps. Yeah. And then at one point I was like, I need them. Like, what am I going to do? You know, I was right. laid off from my job for six months. I oh. couldn't, my car was repossessed. I had to work with my landlord, like beg her to please let me stay in the apartment that I was at. And luckily she was understanding and kind. And, you know, I mm-hmm. was able to stay where I was. But there was so much shame revolving around that and so now I get really upset when somebody is like oh all those people just living off the government living on food stamps and taking you know and I'm like Mm -hmm. yeah sure I'm sure there are people that are doing that absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah but for the mom out there that fucking needs it on her behalf let me say fuck you you know (laughs) like you know, because there are people that need that. There are people yep. that aren't taking mm-hmm. advantage of the system. It mm-hmm. is genuinely helping them. And I think that too many people in today's age, especially, and I'll probably get heat for this, there's a lot of organized religion out there that talks about, look at me, I'm so Christian, I'm so this, I'm so that. Oh, you want me right. to help somebody? Mm, no, you know? Right. I yeah. don't like that. Like, walk the walk, talk the talk. Jesus, right. if you believe right. in religion, washed the fucking feet of the poor. Right. And yeah. you're going to tell me that, oh, these people are taking advantage of the system. Uh, yeah, sure, there are. But what about the people that need it? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. People forget, and I—I I don't know. I just like it that. It goes back to like you said that judgment and kind of like that negative bad judgment. It's like no wonder why Jesus had to turn water into wine. He couldn't deal with these people sober. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, he was like wine because I need me a drink. Yeah. He's like, um, yo, God, can I get something stronger down here, please? Right. Okay, okay can we make this? And they said it was the best too. So I know, like one cup, and you was right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can listen to everything. Uh huh. I hear you. They gotta pay tax. Taxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> all right, now I'm going to hell. Um, yeah, we all but, are. It's fine. It's fine. Right, 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 right. It, it's that's, fine. Look, and that's it's even fine. if you believe in the heaven and hell, right? Exactly. I can't go to it if I don't believe in it. Yeah. Yep. If it ain't there. But you know what? Honestly, I mean, to say that, I actually have been having like an issue with, because I kind of grew up and you know, my mom's always like, oh, God. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't mean to say it that negative, but I mean, um, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, ask God or, you know, I have a brother and he's Muslim and he's always like, uh, you know, I, I've kind of been, my life has transitioned a lot too and I'm in a good place, you know, and it's like, thank God for everything you have because the moment that you don't thank him for it, he's going to take it from you and it's like, I'm kind of petrified a little bit like, no. damn, did I say thank you for this cornbread? Did I say like, thank you? <laughs> I, okay, so with that, because again, I'm not religious at all. Right. I am, I would say spiritual, 
I live in gratitude. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, giving Jesus and God all the credit for the shit that I've done. Like, that is the work that right. I've done. Um, but I do live in gratitude that I had the capability and the drive and the motivation to make myself a better person. Right. I live in gratitude for, you know, the work that I've done on being a mother. I'm really, really proud of the fact that my kids come to me and talk to me and they don't like fear me. I feared mm-hmm. my mother whenever I was growing up and I, and I don't even think that's her fault. That was the way that she was raised and that's, you right, know. Right. But the cycle broke with me and I love that. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I have so much gratitude for everything. So I do think gratitude is important, but right. I don't give any like credit to a lot of like outside stuff. I am grateful that I have the capability of doing certain things, becoming a better person. And, you know, I, again, I am spiritual, but, you know, I think too many. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I think that was my transition too. I was on an airplane and I, I hate flying. I hate flying. Number one, I don't like to be in situations that I can't control. I can't control airplane. And people say that you can't control anything. I can control my car. Yeah. You know? Like you can't control somebody else's car, though. You can't, but I can still (laughs) control mine. I was going to say that, but I was like, I'm going to let him, I'm going to just go ahead and let him. No, but you know what? Honestly, in my life, I have missed, uh, it's been so many near miss because I'm very um, attentive. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I make sure I pay attention. You're a defensive driver. Yeah, and I just pay attention. I look at wheels. I'm always looking in my mirrors. Mm-hmm. This wheel moving funny. When the car passes me, can I see something uh-huh. going on with I the driver? This, yeah. the mm-hmm. Like, I'm very, like, yeah. I just tune people out and I'm driving. She knows I don't even drive with music. It's not, I can't concentrate on the music and the car at the same time, mm-hmm. you know? So okay. it's like, I need my space to think and I need my space to be attentive. And I, I, I think about all the times where I could have been accident and it wasn't because I controlled the situation. Not saying that it can't happen. Right, totally. However, I was on this plane and I was praying and I started praying. I normally don't pray, mm-hmm. you know, um, but then things will happen or situations will happen and people ask for prayers and I give it to them. You want to pray? It's cool. Here sure, you go. Yeah. Hey, Lord, pray. You know what I'm saying? But I started to realize that anytime anything ever failed is because I prayed. I'm not saying it's because I prayed, but because I went outside of myself for a solution yeah i started to realize that any situation in my life where i didn't think about it and just handled and then overthink it and pray about it it went perfectly fine it was a tough situation and i got out of it you know or it was rough and it was cool i found my solution but then sometimes things are, and i think they're too bad and i'll start praying about it but i'm praying and kind of not acting or mm-hmm. not using my power within and now things are failing and it was in the middle of that plane ride that i was like if the plane crashes, it ain't going to be because of God. It's because the engine failed or things happen. And, you know, but it wasn't yeah. going to be because God's like, okay, plane fall. Mm-hmm. Because if there is a God out there, I don't think he works that way. I don't think because so either. He, yeah. If he did, why is it this car crashes and not this one? Mm-hmm. Why is it this plane crashes and not that one? You know, it's like. Yeah. And why, then, why do we have children with cancer? You know? Like, right. Right. And then if, if that is up there and you are doing that then do I want to believe in you who's going this innocent child and you're just going to get no do I want to believe right it's like I don't want to do that so I started to realize like I I, I gotta stop 
given that power and I, like I said I don't do it often because I, like you I'm not religious mm-hmm. I am very spiritual I clean my sage I chant mm-hmm. I hum I say I the things I need to say love my meditation right I t- yeah. send back people their energy I tell people look, all the time I send back all energy that is not mine mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because I know how quick people attach energy yes. to you yes you know Agreed. so it's like I, I tell people I remove all energy and I send back everything that ain't mine Just keep your stuff I don't <laughs> want it <laughs> But um, it looks saying all that. I kind of missed my point a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> I drove so far, but what I was trying to say, look, I drove so far, missed two exits. Um, but you're a really good driver. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't been in an accident yet, but now I'm gonna leave the house later and get in an accident because I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it's not gonna be a big accident. It's gonna be like a fender bender. Um, <laughs> See, so that's another thing. I always see myself getting out of situations. Because mm-hmm. if the plane crashes, I'm going to live. It's going to be sad because everybody else going to die. But I'm going to live. And then they're going to make a movie out of you or a podcast or something. And it's going to be bad because they're going to say I dug through all them people's pockets. Yeah. Because it's the first thing that I'm doing. You You're know like, how wait, much... you don't need this Rolex? Right. You is dead. And and I say that jokingly, but I pray that if anything like that ever happens, there I go praying again. Yeah. That I am conscious enough to make sure I pickpocket these people. Yeah. Or like take some jewelry. You know what I'm saying? First of all, if we land crash, most likely we're gonna be in some water somewhere, because that's where planes always crash and they always crashing in the water. Or like in the middle of the Amazon or some shit. Right. And who gonna find your jewelry there? You gonna you gonna have to beg for the body. You ain't worried about this ring. <laughs> and I gotta make sure I know what first class is. <laughs> you know, that's what they always be like. You got I, I upgraded try to, get to first class on the crashed plane. <laughs> <laughs> right. What you was doing up here? Nothing. What's all this stuff in your pocket? Uh, oh, so I down. find somebody's coach bag and um stuff it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. I kind of went on a little too far. It's but. okay. That's really what I want to do. So cool. So we got uh, <laughs> Dirty Little Secrets Podcast. Mm-hmm. Is it on uh, podcast platforms, all of them? Yep, and YouTube, yeah. And, and YouTube, okay. And then we have the Trophy Wife Life. Mm-hmm. YouTube, all podcast platforms. Yep. And then you said it was the Entertainers Network? The Entertainers Network. You can go to theenetwork.com and you can contact us there if you want to do an interview series or if you want to submit your podcast for Podcast of the Week or... Uh, soon will be the Actors Challenge. I also have Cynthia's Corner. She's my very spiritual, beautiful friend who does a card pool for entertainers every month. So that's really fun to watch, too. Awesome. And um, all the details are going to be at the bottom of the screen, of course. Hopefully, as you said them. Let me see if I'm that if I'm that good to put it up there as you said it. <laughs> if not, people just understand. I'm dyslexic, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, definitely. I'm so glad that you came on today. Yeah, this even, was even fun. Though, even though you was late talking about you was on Google. I was I on Google. Hey, <laughs> I took a picture because I was like, I hope they don't say that I didn't show up. And so I took a picture of it. Now, uh, I'm going to go back to the <laughs> fact that you said. That would have been some shit I did. <laughs> look, but, th- but this is the crazy part. I'm going to go back to the fact that you said you used to be bad. That bad still yeah, in you because you covered up your tracks cre- real quick. <laughs> it creeps back every Well, I'm also a protect your ass kind of person. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we uh, thank you so much for coming on. We would definitely stay in contact. Um, I'm going to check out Dirty Little Secrets myself because... I don't know. I guess I have to live vicariously through some other people. Oh, it's so good. Because my life is not that interesting. 
But I want it to be. So if you want to make my life interesting, call. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but send me his OnlyFans um, with his be careful cute what you toes for, right. is coming is, soon. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. The feet with the whipped cream is coming. OnlyFans soon. But we gonna call it uh, Christian's feet. No, we're we're gonna work on that title. Don't work on that. <laughs> I thought I was gonna come up with something clever because I felt like, but it it, it didn't like this yeah, switch, and yeah. I just wanted to say something. <laughs> but yes, we will um, definitely list all your contact information on our website. We're so glad that you came on. Me too. We thank everybody at home yeah. for watching. Uh, it's kind of cool. We've been focusing on mental health this episode, and I feel like we joked, and I didn't get to ask all the questions I wanted to ask. But you know, you need laughter, and that's a big part of mental health. Absolutely. Learn to laugh about things. Learn mm-hmm. life is humorous. Things are funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really bad to say I'm a cancer survivor, went through chemo, and some, I just remember some of the most funniest people I ever met were cancer patients on chemo. I mean, when you go through something like that, you learn to find the humor in life, learn to mm-hmm. laugh. Make sure we check out Dana Pereira. Yeah. Okay, Pereira. I want to make sure I said Yay. it right. Uh, <laughs> check out everything that she has. We're going to make sure we have all your contact information there. Once again, thank you. And, uh, We'll see you guys soon. Yay. (laughs) Bread Isle, are you ready to rock? Dave's Killer Bread is the country's number one organic bread for a reason. Always delivering killer taste, killer texture, and killer nutrition. This isn't bread. This is bread amplified.